Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Gene Durham with Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching. Welcome, Gene. Hi, thank you, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your practice, how you're serving folks. Yeah, um, so Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching. Um, we're dedicated to growing strong leaders at every level, uh, building cultures and and driving results, of course. So ILEC's coaching methodology, it, it includes a, a proven philosophy system and tools um, that empower leaders and future leaders to unlock and unleash their potential. Um, so really, ILEC's purpose is to accelerate the development of these leaders um, while helping organizations build and sustain strong cultures. <laughs> Now, uh, what's your backstory? How did you get involved in coaching? So I was active duty uh, in the Marine Corps and my transition was slowly approaching. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do after the Marine Corps. And and just so you have it, there was a transition coach that reached out to me via LinkedIn. Um, So he and I worked for several months trying to figure out like what, what it was that I wanted to do, what my calling was. And, um, I knew that I didn't want a corporate position. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and franchising just, it sounded right up my alley. And um, we went through a couple of them, um, which I didn't feel was a good fit for me, but he introduced me to ILEC and I was like, yes, that is my calling. That's what I would like to do. (laughs) Now let's talk a little bit about that uh, transition period. Here you were, um, your career was in uh, the armed services and now you're transitioning into civilian life. Uh, for some people, that could be overwhelming. It's like, I don't know if I can do anything other than what I have been doing. But for other people, it might be like, I can do whatever I want now. You know, the world is my oyster. There's infinite choices. How did you kind of navigate that, you know, the you know the trap of some sort of scarcity, but also the trap of, of so much abundance that it's, you know, it's almost paralyzing? Right. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, you know, it's it's a, a rarity that you're going to find a Marine who truly like joins and then wants to do more than four years. I think we're all just doing, you know, four year increments until, you know, 22 years mm-hmm. passes. And it's like, OK, I, I think it's time to to move on and do something. Um, it's risky. It's scary. Absolutely. Um, but no one no one ever did anything great being scared all the time. Right. <laughs> But how did you kind of narrow your choices? Like you, you, you looked at franchising and I would imagine some of the appeal of franchising is there's a structure, there is already a kind of a roadmap that I, if I'm a good steward to this, then I should become successful. That's attractive to a lot of people, as opposed to you had the background to, ha- to have your own kind of internal philosophy of coaching and leadership based on your history. So something drew you to a um, already an existing methodology. Definitely. I am a big um, believer and big fan of structure and organization, (laughs) if you can imagine. (laughs) Um, But the best part about me being a coach with ILEC is that I 
get to take my experience from before and couple it with this awesome coaching system. And it's, it's a really nice package of what I get to do. So I don't lose anything. I get to be me and use the system at the same time. So it kind of shores up some of this structure and uh, operations that maybe you weren't familiar with or didn't already have fully baked. So you can start kind of off and running and just kind of leapfrog from that foundation into your own kind of skill set. Yes, yes, precisely. <laughs> now, in your in the world you were in is a, a male-dominated field, obviously. Is part of your practice going to be um, kind of aimed at women who are in male-dominated fields? Is that an area of practice for you, or you're taking all comers? Yeah, um, of course, I, I want to help as many people as, as I can. Absolutely. Uh, but helping women who are in male dominated industries, I, that is a, um, that is a demographic that I'm very interested in helping. Absolutely. So, um, how do you go about the kind of the sales and marketing for that? Like, how do you identify people to even start having these conversations with? Sure. Um, I mean, uh, so I was in the Marine Corps for, for 22 years. And so I know what it's like to be uh, the only woman in the room or the only woman at the table. Um, and I know what it's like to have a little bit of time before your voice is heard. Um, but you know, what I learned is that I had every right to be in that room or at that table because I earned it. And, and sometimes working twice as hard as men is, is what it takes, but it is noticed. And the people who might have questioned my ability to, to do my job well, that, that ceased. And so that's something that I, that's my unique perspective that I can bring to the table. And then um, how do you identify the women out there that might be going through the same thing, but maybe don't have that support and maybe that inner confidence um, or maybe they have some sort of imposter syndrome that they aren't kind of worthy of where they'd like to go. How do you identify them so you can help them? Well, um, it's it's going to take a lot of conversation. And, and that's my job. And that's what I want to do is I, I want to establish relationships with with these folks. Um, and so, of course, I I don't think I can show up at a production company and be like, yes, that's the woman she needs my help. It's just, it's, it's going to be a lot of uh, meeting people and, and kind of digging out like what the challenges are and, and where I can help. Now in your journey to find ILAC, uh, I guess you worked with a coach yourself to help identify a variety of franchises of which you chose ILEC. Um, are there kind of, do you see some sorts of referral partners in your future that you could be working with to collaborate so that you, they can, you can work together to identify that ideal client fit and, or serve that group? Oh, sure. Um, I actually am looking into a couple of, of groups here in Savannah. Um, it's a, it's a pure, it's like a, yeah, it's like what you said, it's a referral network. Uh, so we're all out to help each other. Um, I'm definitely joining a lot of different groups in that arena. Now, um, when you retired from the Marines and began this kind of journey, does the armed services provide kind of a pathway or they just say, well, that's your last day, you know, good luck and off you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it um, you know they there is a, a transition readiness seminar that every marine is is 
required to go through upon transitioning out. So uh, the Marine Corps has has set me up <laughs> appropriately. <laughs> and then uh, what was it like kind of that first day that you were untethered from the Marines? It was very weird. Um, I know that's probably not the best word mm-hmm. I could use, but it, it truly was. It was I. I no longer was required to wear the uniform that I had been wearing for 20, 22 years. Um, it, it definitely put my thoughts and feelings about the Marine Corps in perspective. You know, while you're in, you might be like, oh, well, this is kind of awful. And I think I really need to move on. And then that last day you're like, no, 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 no. I, I really want to stay in now. <laughs> I miss you guys already. <laughs> Did you find that, um, that you your identity kind of changed because like when you were part of a team like the marines for a period of time that's how you probably identified and then now you're a former marine um do you feel like kind of a little bit of an outsider i do and um i do it's because that's that was one thing that made me truly unique is i was a female in the marine corps the the percentages are it's so low. I think I made up 6%. That's a very small number. Uh, and then I, it's almost like I lost it, but upon my transitioning transition out, I, I did not realize how many people, how many veterans were out there that were like, no, 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 we are, a, we're still a family and you are still a Marine and, and you can count on us and we're here for you. And I was just like, okay, I love this. This is great. Yeah. It's one of those, um, I guess, transitioning from anything that you've been so intimately involved in for so many years, it becomes part of you. And then when you kind of take that next step in the journey, you know, it's, it leaves a mark. Definitely. Now, um, being part of a franchise like ILEC, uh, also comes with some, uh, support and teamwork. Um, have they set you up to be successful in your market or what are some of the things they've done to help you, kind of uh, launch your practice? Oh my goodness. Uh, This has been some of the most supportive staff I have ever worked with. Um, They were with me every step of the way leading up to me being awarded the franchise. And that did not stop once I got the franchise. They, I have calls with them on a weekly basis to make sure that everything is going well. They um, honestly, I I had no idea. I had um, someone pitch my story to you on my behalf. And I'm, I just, I can't, I'm ecstatic. Like there's, there's only so much marketing I can do. And then you've got this extra team out there. That's like posting content on your behalf and, and reaching out to, to media to be interviewed. And I'm just, I'm, it's so wonderful. <laughs> so let's share some advice or maybe some of the wisdom you've learned over the years uh, for the listener out there. Maybe it's that woman that's in a male dominated field what is some things they could be doing today? Uh, what's some action they could be taking in order to, you know, take their career or their business to a new level? Sure. Absolutely. I've got a couple of things. Uh, so it might be a, a long answer. Um, first and foremost, lead by example. Women have always been and will continue to be under the microscope. And unfortunately, that when a mistake is made, it's noticed. So it starts with how you carry and conduct yourself. You know, you want to model and develop the behaviors that you expect. And uh, I want to coach women into becoming more self-aware 
um, getting more comfortable with being vulnerable. And when I say vulnerable, um, vulnerability is associated with feelings of, of fear and uncertainty. Absolutely. But when someone is truly vulnerable, it, it builds trust. It builds empathy and understanding. It opens us up for growth um, and it allows us to be our authentic selves. Um, I, I would like to encourage women to showcase their talents. So, I mean, confidence is built through helping someone realize their self-worth and it's, it's, a, it's a game changer. And, you know, women have a voice and they have a unique perspective that men just don't have. So when they speak up, it builds credibility and increases their confidence. And I mean, at the end of the day, women might just have to be their own advocate. Now, you mentioned earlier um, working in the film and entertainment industry. How did you kind of um, get involved in that group? Um, well, the, the film industry, it, it fascinates me as a whole. I just like I like everything about it, um, especially, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, what goes into it. But of course, over the past few years, I think it's gotten highlighted for some uh, some negative things. And um, I I wanted to get into that in particular, just because, you know, there are there are certain beliefs about women's leadership abilities. Um, there are harmful stereotypes there are, of course, the sexual harassment and women as a whole in the film industry, they're underrepresented. Um, and so that's that's definitely an area that I would like to uh, to try to help. <laughs> yeah. And Georgia has this, um, you know, kind of a, this burgeoning film industry that we are taking the country and the world by storm by producing so much stuff here. So there's definitely opportunity. Oh, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Great state. <laughs> now, um for you in your practice, um, is there anything that you would recommend a um, somebody transitioning to think about uh, when it comes to launching into a, a career in coaching? I know you went the route of a franchise, but there's a lot of other routes for a person. But but to have the confidence and to transfer some of that knowledge and and just. I mean, the military does a great job in creating leaders. There's nobody that trains probably more leaders than the military. And I think that this country and the world would be better served if, if more of them were out there leading, you know, um, and get some of that brain power working uh, to make the country a better and better place. Any advice for that person to take that step and to get into coaching and, to, and leadership training? Oh, um, oh, my goodness. Uh because you're right there, there are so many different programs. Um, Advice. Keep, keep doing leadership development yourself. Uh, I just made a post earlier on LinkedIn about how I joined the the local Marine Corps league. And it's like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to get the training and then just sit and try to, to, to train folks. You, you have to continually evolve with, with what you're, you're putting out there to the world. Um, so read more, um, listen to more podcasts, listen to um, Atlanta business radio, <laughs> uh, just continually educate yourself. Yeah. I think that um, sometimes when you're so immersed in something, you might take it for granted and and not realize the gift that you have and that, that has been uh, kind of given to you that you have an opportunity to really make a, a big impact 
and don't sell yourself short. I think that all the people that transition out of the military have a lot to offer and then businesses would be smart to really think about them as employees. And a lot of those veterans should consider, you know, doing their own thing and helping other people level up. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful resource that the country has. And I think we take it for granted. And I think a lot of the veterans don't really appreciate all the value that they have to give. And I think that um, there's a lot of opportunity there that we can all benefit by the work and the sacrifice that the military folks have already given. But there's there's a lot of work to be done. No, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) So now if somebody wants to learn more about your practice and get on your calendar, um, what is the best way to connect with you? Do you have a website? Oh, I sure do. It is extremely long. So do you want me to just go ahead and and say it? Hey, you say it. We'll put it in the link, but why don't you say it out loud? Okay. It's um, if you go to uh, Gene Durham dot intelligent leadership EC for or for executive coaching dot com. Right. And that's J-E-A-N-D-U-R-H-A-M dot intelligent leadership EC dot com. That's correct. Well, Gene, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me on today, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 